Did you know that the Apostle Paul was a great artist? He painted the most beautiful portrait of Jesus that you could even imagine. And we find that in today's verses in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. God bless this reading and our understanding and application by the Holy Spirit of his living and powerful word. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for being here and welcome to this continuing look at Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, the book we call Philippians, a letter written by Paul from prison in Rome in about 60 AD. Paul has been speaking to them about what it means to grow in Christ, to mature in Christ, to press on and work through. And then he gets to verse 8 and he starts off with the word finally. It's like finally, finally, here's what you need to do. And this kind of wraps up everything we've been talking about. Finally, brothers, and then he gives this list of things that they should think about. It occurred to me when I was studying these verses, these two short verses, that this is the only true portrait, well, maybe not the only true portrait, but it is a beautiful true portrait of Jesus Christ. So Paul is, is a great artist because he has painted with words a beautiful picture of Christ. He's also given us a picture of what our lives should look like as we follow after Christ. And you know, what we think about is what's going to happen. When we think about something, then it's going to happen. But, and the reason is, is that our thoughts always precede our actions. Sometimes we say something like, oh, I, I, I acted without thinking. Not true. Our hand, our mouth, our feet, our eyes only go where our brain tells them to go. If we're, if we're thinking right, then we're going to be moving right. It doesn't mean that every time you think about something, you have to do it, because obviously we don't do that. But our actions are always preceded by our thoughts. And if we have right thoughts, we will have right actions. So he said, finally, as the, as the concluding part of what I'm talking to you about, or at least for now, he said, these are some things I want you to think about. He says, whatever is true. What is true? Jesus is true. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is true. He is true in the face of every lie. So when we think about whatever is true, we're thinking about Jesus. And so we, we need to realize that that's what we need to focus on. 
because there are things in this world that we can set our minds on. They might be right, but they're not ultimately true because we are who God says we are. And when we're in Christ, when we've been born again, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So to think about true is to focus on Jesus. Then he says, whatever is honorable, whatever is honorable. We may all have honorable moments, but we are not honorable apart from Christ. Christ alone is honorable. To God, all glory and honor are due, not to man and not to God's creation. Whatever is just, think about whatever is just. We make an effort at justice. I served for many, many years in the position of a judge, and I did what I thought was best, and I tried to render justice in every matter. But I wouldn't call myself just because I'm just a human being and I fall short every day. Jesus never falls short. God is just in everything he does. When we see something, we can't, we can't truly say we may think God isn't fair or we may think it isn't right, but God is just. Whatever is pure. Even ivory soap is only 90-something percent pure, right? Uh, we are not pure. It, anything, we, even the snow, you can think about the pure-driven snow, but it's not truly pure. And even if it were, who does it come from? It comes from God. So whatever is pure, we need to think about Jesus. He is pure. He is true. He is honorable in every way. Whatever is lovely. Now, there are many lovely things in this world, but we have to remember that they come and go and that for a season, they're lovely. The flowers are lovely for a season, but then they shrivel and die and fall to the ground. People are lovely. And, and then the, as they get older, I, I think older people are lovely too. I am one, but the... Uh, you know, our, our, our beauty fades, as they, as they say. But what doesn't fade? Jesus is lovely in the morning, in the evening, and at night, and tomorrow morning again, and for a thousand, thousand, thousand mornings, and for all of time and eternity, Jesus is lovely. Think about him. Whatever is commendable. Again, we may do something that is commendable, but we are not commendable. Christ is commendable. We commend him for who he is. He is God. He has always been God. He is God the Son. There's one true God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is commendable in every way. So we, we think about him. If there's any excellence, wow. If ever there was a part of the portrait of Christ, it's excellence. He is excellent in every way. Everything about him is excellent. So we just, we just thank God for his excellence because he's also excellent in the way that he treats us. So let's think about things that are excellent. When we have excellent thoughts, 
then we will have Christ-like actions in our lives, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. We are his, and the excellence of Christ comes out, for it is uh, for all who have been born again, and, and as I say, I try to mention every day, to be born again, to be a Christian, is not about you or me being good. It's about us recognizing that we're not good and that we desperately need a Savior. If we just needed a little helper, God wouldn't have sent his son to die for us. We needed a Savior. We must have a Savior. And so to be in Christ is to simply receive the gift that God has for us, the gift of salvation. And so if if you are born again, then you're in Christ. But if you're not born again, the only difference between you and someone who is, is that they have received the gift of eternal life. They have received the gift of being born again in the spirit in Christ Jesus and the only thing between you and there is for you to receive what God is freely offering. He, he's freely offering to you and to all as he did to me and continues to do to me in the sense that it, once we're saved, we're saved, but he continues daily to pour out his grace in our lives. But if you've never done that, let today be the day that you receive that gift, the gift of salvation, the gift of passing. See, we're born dead in our sins. Ever since the original sin by Adam and Eve, then then Satan is, is in control. He is the temporary uh, owner-controller of this world, and we inherit a sin nature. And so spiritually, we're born dead and we only become alive spiritually when we are born again in the spirit, born from above, not from the seed of man, but born from God, a gift from God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life, have right now. So if you've never done that, I pray that today would be the day and you would just cry out to God and you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that Jesus' life was just as he said it was, that he is God, he became man, he lived a sinless life and took your place and my place on the cross and paid for our sin uh, debt in full. And we receive that, that work that he has finished. He takes the punishment for us. And, and upon him are the stripes that make us well, that make us whole, that make us pass from death to life spiritually and then eternally. So I just pray that you would cry out to God. So if we're in Christ, then it is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the excellence is the presence of Christ in us. So the excellence is really all about Jesus. So again, we're thinking about Jesus. If there's anything worthy of praise, God alone is worthy of praise. God alone is worthy of praise. God alone is worthy of all of our praise and honor 
and glory. No one else. We can thank people. We can, we can offer congratulations to them. We can appreciate them. But praise belongs to God. And so when somebody does something that we want to praise, we say, you know, we praise God for you. We praise God in you and thank you. But it's God who's worthy of praise. If we get something right, if we get anything right, it's God who's done it, not me, not you. He said, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things, these things that we just said. So what are they? Things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Set our minds on these things, not on the things below. And then finally, he said, what you have learned and received and heard, do it. Practice these things. You can't just be a hearer. You got to be a doer. We're not doing it to be right with God. We're doing it because we are right with God. In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, it says, For it is by grace, a gift from God, that you are saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, so that no one can boast, not a result of works. And then he says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's when we're in Christ that we do those things. So he said, look, don't just think about it. Think about it and then do it. Follow Jesus. Become like Christ as God works in you. Praise God. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day.